Today, we discuss Matthew Barzal and why it's vital for the Islanders to get him a goal-scoring winger that can bring out the best in Barzy. Plus, we have our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders. All that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to get to on today's show, but first... If there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future show, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So definitely join me for some instant insight and analysis. And uh, it's always great to interact with Islander fans, game time or anytime. So either email, comment on Twitter, Or, uh, of course, you could leave a comment on our YouTube page. We also always have interesting surveys and and, and polls and things that you can get involved with there as well. I wanted to talk a little bit about Matthew Barzal. And, you know, we get so very much feedback from listeners, and it's always great to, to hear from you. And everyone is saying, hey... We've got to get Barzy a goal scorer. We've got to get him a goal scorer. And I, I think that's definitely true. Barzal is not a goal scorer, primarily. He's a setup guy and a speed guy. He skates exceptionally well. He's fast. He can stop and turn and change direction on a dime, hold on to the puck for long periods of time. And when he's doing it right, he creates time and space. That helps either him and or his teammates to get better scoring chances with the puck. And, you know, one of the uh, one of the listeners to the show or viewers to the show compared uh, compared Matthew Barzal to Brian Trottier when he was talking about the trio grand line, which was Trottier, Clark Gillies, and Mike Bossy, and saying that, hey, you know, 
Barzal is sort of Trottier. We need to get him his bossy. And I thought about that. And there's some truth to that, but it's not quite as true because Trotz himself was a solid 35, 40 goal guy, 30, 40 goal guy consistently throughout the prime of his career. Now, again, yeah, that was in the mid to late 70s into the 80s. It was a higher scoring game in those days. So obviously that has something to do with it. But the other thing is this. Uh, when I think of a comparison for Matthew Barzal, it's not so much Brian Trottier that I think of. Matthew Barzal, in his career, has had one 20-goal year. That was his rookie campaign in 2017 through 2018. If not for the disruptions from COVID, he probably would have had a couple of more. Um, you know, 19 goals in 68 games in 2019-2020, 17 goals in 55 games in 2020-2021, you extrapolate that out to an 82-game schedule, say he misses a handful of games, plays 76 games, 77 games, he's in the 20 to 25 goal range each of those years, depending on the year and the numbers. But the player who I think Matthew Barzal reminds me of more statistically and sort of skill-wise is Adam Oates. And, you know, the, the, the great thing about Adam Oates, yeah, he was a little bit more of a goal scorer maybe than Barzal. He had that 145 goal season in 92-93 when he was with Boston, had a 30 goal season. But for the most part, I think Adam Oates was like uh, between 15 and 25 goals in a year. He had the, the two seasons in Boston where he was a 45 and a 32 goal scorer. But then, you know, he was consistently between 15 and 25 goals for the rest of his career. But the assists that he was able to pile up were unbelievable. But then you think about this. Who was he playing with? Steve Iserman in Detroit, when Iserman was still playing at the top of his Hall of Fame career and productivity. Goes on to St. Louis, plays with Brett Hull, arguably the greatest goal scorer of his time in St. Louis, played with Cam Neely in Boston, went on to play in Washington uh, with a number of very talented goal scorers, including Peter Bondra, who had 46 goals the year that the Capitals went to the Stanley Cup final in 96-97. And part of the reason that these players did so well is because Adam Oates was giving them the puck. But you look at some of these assist totals that Oates had. 79 assists in a year. 90 assists in a year. Another 79, 80, 67, 60. Even if you adjust down for the fact that goals were easier to score in the 80s and into the early 90s, Oates still was, you know, let, let, let's extrapolate that 80 assists in 1990 would be about 65 to 70 today. It still puts you in Matthew Barzal's potential territory. The difference, Matthew Barzal 
does not have that goal scorer on his wing who can convert. And, you know, the thing about guys like Adam Oates and other great setup men, you can be the best passer in the league, but you only get an assist when you have someone who finishes your passes. And you can put the puck on the stick of the of, of a fourth-line player, and they may score, you know, 20 goals instead of 12, but they're not going to score 40. Can you imagine Matthew Barzal playing with Alex Ovechkin? Or, to give examples of players who the Islanders might be able to get, Patrick Kane, Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, guys who really could put the puck in the net consistently and take those plays that Matthew Barzal makes and turn them into goals on a very consistent basis. It becomes a symbiotic relationship. You know, the old thing in the 80s and early 90s with uh, Brett Hall and Adam Oates, they used to call them Hall and Oates, like Hall and Oates, the, the, the music duo. They were so good together, but because they played so well together... Their skill sets complement each other, and they brought out the best in each other over the course of their career. Matthew Barzal is the Adam Oates looking for his Brett Hull. And if the Islanders can do that, Barzi has the ability to become a perennial all-star in this league, to become a guy who scores 85, 90, even 100 points if he's with an elite goal scorer uh, with him and to have maybe even a potentially Hall of Fame kind of career, but he's not going to get that playing with Josh Bailey or Zach Parise at the age of 38 or Simon Holmstrom at this stage in his career. That's not going to get it done. So here's your most dynamic offensive player. Here's your most talented skater and your best passer. You got to get them someone who can take those passes and turn them into goals. Otherwise, you are taking your biggest asset other than your goaltenders and more or less squandering them. And that's not what you want to see. So food for thought, Lou Lamorello, if you're listening, go out there and, and get us a goal scorer sooner rather than later because it's what the Islanders need. We have got more to get to on today's show. When we come back, we'll have our weekly farm report. We'll talk all things Bridgeport Islanders as they head in to the holiday break. We'll have that, plus our Islanders birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season, basketball, the World Cup, and we've got it all at betonline.net. And of course, that includes the National Hockey League. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Hey, head over to BetOnline. Check out the odds. Islanders, Rangers at the Garden tomorrow. Should be a good one. Find out the odds at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. We also get instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for our weekly farm report. We do this every Wednesday when we talk Bridgeport Islanders. And, you know, it wasn't the best of weeks for the Bridgeport Islanders. Uh, You know, they are playing at a very, very high level right now. But last week, three games in between uh, last Wednesday when we last did the farm report last Wednesday night. They hosted the Springfield Thunderbirds and ended up falling in overtime 2-1. to one. Uh, Bridgeport ends up falling in the extra session. 32 save for Corey Schneider. Vincent Savigny with the only goal for Corey Schneider, by the way. Uh, his fifth straight game with 30 or more saves. And the Islanders, reason they fall in this one, Power play, uh, 0 for 4, couldn't get that going, and unfortunately, it, it, it wasn't enough. You got solid goaltending, but did not get uh, enough offense to win the game. You lose it in overtime, and the Islanders fall in this one, but still pick up a point there. After that, though, it got a little, a little dicier. To say, to say the least. And, you know, the, the Islanders struggled a little bit over the weekend. Friday, uh, they went up to Utica and took on the Utica Comets. Islanders fall in this one by a score of 5-2. to two. Their first road regulation loss in more than two months, which is a, a tough one. Ruslan Ishkakov and Kyle McLean got the goals. Corey Schneider... 23 saves before he was recalled to the Islanders. And uh, that ended a 10-game unbeaten streak in regulation for the Islanders on the road. Meanwhile, uh, third period was the undoing. They allowed four goals. Islanders had leads of one to nothing and two to one before those fourth unanswered third period goals by the Comets put this one away, and again, the Bridgeport power play, 0 for 4, which does not get it done, they allowed one power play goal, and that ended up hurting. Then, Saturday, the Islanders visited Syracuse, where they took on the Syracuse Crunch. Isles got three goals in the second period, but did not score in either the first or the third, and they fell to the crunch, 4-3. to three. Goals for Andy Andreoff, Kyle McClain, and William Dufour. Jakob Skarek made 27 saves, but uh, did not get the win. And for Dufour, a goal and an assist, which gave him two multi-point games in his last four. So a little bit of a struggling week right there for the Bridgeport Islanders, and that is certainly disappointing. They have one game coming up this weekend. They'll be at Hartford to take on the Rangers Farm Club, the Wolfpack, 
And uh, this is always a good matchup, Bridgeport versus Hartford. And it's interesting because Thursday, it's the, the NHL rivals, the uh, Islanders at the Rangers. Friday, Bridgeport Islanders at the Hartford Wolfpack. And then after the holiday break, but before our next farm report, those same two teams will meet on Tuesday, December 27th. That's a home game for the Bridgeport Islanders. So if you want to head up to Bridgeport and check out what the future Islanders prospects are doing, you can check that out there and, and see guys like Atu Ratu and William Dufour and Ruslan Ishkakov today before they become New York Islanders. Chris Terry right now leads Bridgeport with 24 points in 22 games. 18 of those are assists. Andy Andreoff leads the team with 14 goals. He's second with 22 points. Ishkakov, 8 goals, 20 points in 25 games. And among defensemen, Samuel Bolduck, 4 goals, 20 points in 27 games. William Dufour, 10 goals, 16 points in 26 games. Atu Ratu, 5 goals, 12 points in 23 games. So those are your leaders right now, or among the, the many leaders. We always want to tell you how Ratu and Dufour are doing as they are two of the top prospects in the organization. In goal, Corey Schneider, who is now up with the big club, uh, while Semyon Varlamov continues his rehab uh, or tries to come back at least from his lower body injury. He is 10-3-2 on the season, has a 9-21 save percentage and a 2.51 goals against. Jakob Skarik, uh, 4-5-3 and in 8-82 save percentage and a 3-5-1 goals against. So Skarik continues to struggle a little bit more than, uh, than, than uh, Schneider, and the Islanders would certainly like to see more from him over the course of the season. Meanwhile, right now, the Bridgeport Islanders still in third place in the Atlantic Division of the AHL behind the Hershey Bears and the Providence Bruins. Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Penguins, though, coming up fast, so we'll see how the Islanders handle that. We mentioned the two games coming up this week. One on the road, one at home. Both of them against the last place Wolfpack. Hopefully that means that the Islanders can pick up some ground on uh, Hershey and Providence and continue to fight for one of the top spots in the Atlantic Division. Again, overall, for the Bridgeport Islanders, it has been a pretty darn good start to the season and hopefully this little... 0-2-1 slump will not continue. So that's where the Islanders are right now. One other little piece of news, Nikita Sashnikov, uh, a couple of days back, waived by the Islanders. He's probably heading back to the KHL. He came back, tried to give it a go, but what he did or did not do away from the puck, again, seemed to be the biggest handicap for him. He played three games with the Islanders, did not score a point, did get credited with eight hits, but, you know, four shots on goal in three games, a minus two, just wasn't good enough defensively, really, to stay in the lineup for the Islanders. He is most likely uh, going to head back 
to the KHL where he was a regular in the highest league in that country and can certainly earn more money than he was earning playing at Bridgeport. So just wanted to give an update on that. We have got more to get to on today's show. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, a defenseman who played with the Islanders for one season in the late 2010s. We see if you can guess who that is. And we've got some parting thoughts about the upcoming game with the Rangers. I always look forward to these rivalry games. Heck, I even wrote a book about it, as you know, uh, Ice Wars, which goes with uh, through the entire history of the Islanders-Rangers rivalry. So all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And Tuesday was the 40, 40th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Joe Callahan. The native of Abington, Massachusetts, attended Yale University, played three solid seasons there, was drafted by the then Phoenix Coyotes in the third round of the 2002 draft, but did not make his NHL debut until he joined the Islanders in 2008-2009, played 56 games for the then Bridgeport Sound Tigers, and then 18 games for the Islanders, had two assists, uh, four penalty minutes, and was a plus five in those 18 games. Later played one game for the Sharks and 27 games for the Florida Panthers before hanging up his skates after the 2012-2013 season where he spent the last two years of his professional career in the AHL. 46 career NHL games for Callahan, four assists, 16 penalty minutes, did not ever play in a postseason game in the NHL. Callahan, a steady defensive defenseman who was very, very solid in the minors, but never was quite able to establish himself in the NHL as a regular. We go back and look at one of his better games with the Isles, March 2nd, 2009, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Colorado Avalanche are the visitors. Andrew Raycroft is their goalie. Jan Denis in net for your New York Islanders. The Islanders got the only goal of the first period. Dean McCammon is fifth from John Sim and Jeff Tambellini. Little fourth-line action getting the Isles on the board. They led 1-0 13 minutes and 15 seconds into the game. In the second period, however, uh, the Avalanche tie it. John Sim sent off for tripping and ex-Islander Ryan Smi- uh, uh, Smi- Smith, excuse me, his 22nd from Paul Stastny and Milan Hayduk, 33 seconds into the period. It's a 1-1 game, but the Islanders come back. Uh, Jesse Yoensu, his first from John Sim and Joe Callahan, our Islanders' birthday of the day. That came at 2:31, and then Bruno Gervais gets his first goal of the season. John Sim and Blake Como with the assist at 13:04. Isles up three to one after two periods. Smith scores again for the Avs a minute and two into the third. Marek Fastos and Ruslan Saleh with the assist at 102. But Jeff Tambellini answers for the Islanders, his third from Mark Streit at 4:48. Islanders skate away with a 4-2 win in this one. Jan Denis with 20 saves to earn the win for Joe Callahan, our Islanders' birthday of the day. He had an assist. 
He was a plus one, and he was on ice for 18 minutes and nine seconds. So, again, uh, we want to wish a day late a very happy 40th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Joe Callahan. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders and Rangers at Madison Square Garden. We will have a full preview of that coming up on tomorrow's show. I love this rivalry. And, you know, the thing about it, when I look back at some of the greatest moments in Islanders history, a lot of them have to do with the Rangers and the rivalry between those two teams. You think back to what was the first real magic moment that put the Islanders on the map. And it was the overtime game winner. What was it, 11 seconds into overtime uh, that the Islanders played in 1975 that eliminated the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. You look back at the Stanley Cup years, and the Islanders beat the Rangers in 1981, 82, 83. They beat them again in 84. These were magic series where both of these teams, the Islanders were at that point the best team in hockey. The Rangers were always in the top five or six teams in the league back then. And the intensity of the rivalry and the bad blood, but the respect that these two teams had for each other always shined through. And we just saw some of the best hockey that I have ever seen in my life when these two teams got together. And whether it was overtime game winners like Kenny Morrow's winner in the 84 playoffs, or whether it was a memorable goalie fight, or uh, just just the, the, the way that the stars, whether it was Bossy or Trache or Dennis Potvan or Mark Messier, brought out the best in each other, really always stood out in my mind, and the intensity of, of the rivalry between the fans, which is mostly friendly. I mean, it gets heated, don't get me wrong, but hey, these are your best friends and your cousins and your parents and your neighbors, and they root for one team and you root for the other, and and 99% of the time it's a friendly but intense rivalry. To me, it's always been some of the best moments that I've seen in hockey, not just for the Islanders, and I'm always eager to, to see them. Only three meetings this year. This is the third and final, I hope that the schedule changes that Lou Lamorello alluded to as being discussed during his press conference on Monday guarantee that at least every team plays every other team in their division four times. I would love to see that or even more meetings each year between the Islanders and the New York Rangers. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked on Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.